WMUV Brunswick Jacksonville is 100.7 The Promise. Welcome to 2022. The best is yet to come. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Tim Driscoll. He's a film producer with the Jacksonville Film Festival. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Colby, it's always a pleasure. Glad to be back. I think this is our, our third time now. I, I so think so. I think so, too. So I'm super stoked. Give us a rundown first on what the Jacksonville Film Festival is all about. Absolutely. Well, so the first thing I'm actually going to do is a little bit off of that. I'm just going to give a quick date. February 4th yes. and 6th. So coming up uh, is, is the event. Uh, but what it's all about is it's a cultural event uh, focused around uh, world cinema. So there are some films that are... As naturally, as they say, the world from all over the world, but we also have some really great local films. So it's everything from our own backyard mm. all the way to Iran, Italy, uh, Europe, uh, North Africa. So uh, we're really excited about the program we have. We have a bunch of stuff for pretty much all kinds of film goers. So if you like horror, we got we got you covered. If you like rom coms, we got you covered. If you like animated animated uh, films for kids, we got you covered. So whatever it is that you like in regards to cinema, we probably have it. And what makes it so important that we need to have one here? Uh, so uh, I, well, I think just the, the, the cultural uh, aspect of it. I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a cinephile. I love movies. I think there are a lot of people who love movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just like other art, art forms, there's, there's ways of expressing ideas and uh, and, and thoughts um, through art. Um, for me, my favorite way of, of, of receiving that those ideas, those philosophies, those points of view is through cinema. Uh, so I think it's just another way of, of allowing people to connect with other other human beings that are, are maybe a little bit different from them in terms of uh, culture or in terms of religion or in terms of uh, point of view. Uh, but we all, we all can feel things uh, similarly. So we all have, I think, a lot of similar themes and you know what it's like to be left out or rejected mm. or persecuted in some form or fashion. Uh, and so I think being able to see someone who looks different than you, maybe talks differently than you, uh, or believes something different than you, experiencing something you've experienced, I think is a way of, of connecting and relating. So uh, for me, I, I find cinema to be the most effective way for that. Uh, I'm not saying that is fact. I'm just saying that's, that's the case for me. And because that's for me, I want to try to find the people who are like me, you know, part of my tribe, mm-hmm. uh, who want to experience those kinds of connections in similar ways. And what kind of connections are we going to experience at the Jacksonville Film Festival? That is a terrific question. Um, you know, we, throughout throughout the week, I mean, again, we have just some terrific stuff about you dealing with things with we're dealing with loss, dealing mm-hmm. with uh, complicated uh, issues related to um, you know, to put it in quotes, cancel culture in terms of uh, what it means to find redemption and seek forgiveness. Uh, when you've done something, done something wrong or atrocious, and how how do you live with that, and how how should society respond to you? Uh, we also have a terrific documentary called uh, Fellowship of the Springs, which is about uh, Florida Florida Natural Springs, and how if we don't do something as a human community, we're going to lose these these, these freshwater springs and that and what the kind of, the kind of devastation that brings. So. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff for a lot of people that you can find really phenomenal information brought to you in a way that's very entertaining. And across the board, how many films are y'all going to be showcasing? 
Yes, we will have over 90 films. So the wow. majority of our content is uh, is in the in the shorts ca- in the shorts you know, section uh, category. And what I love is something about going to shorts blocks because it's always can be a little nerve wracking, not knowing what you're going to get. Uh, much like Florida weather, if you don't like yeah. it, wait five minutes. Yeah. Uh, very similar with a shorts block. If you're not really enjoying that short, wait five seven minutes. A new thing's going to come on that I think we think you're going to like. Um, so you can get, get a lot of the information on all of our shorts blocks and what kind of films will be in those blocks uh, on our website, so jacksonvillefilmfestival.com. Get a full rundown of the schedule. You can go inside the, in, into, the, into the blocks of films and sort of read about each film and get an idea of what to expect. Uh, we do try to build our blocks sort of thematically, so um, you know, one block will have is similar types of films, uh, not necessarily all, all drama or all comedy, we try to give you a little bit of a mixtape feel, a little up, you know, ebbs and flows. Um, but yeah, that, we, we do want you. To, we do try to keep it all sort of thematically the same, so that way you can have at least some expectation going in that these are going to be sort of connected uh, in, in terms of content. So over ninety films—that's a lot. It's a festival, yes. but at the end, is there an award presented for the best film? We do. We do have awards. Uh, we have not done a, an in-person award ceremony uh, as of yet, mostly just because uh, we're still we're still in the process of, of learning how to get our filmmakers out here. We will have more filmmakers present this year than we've had in any other year prior. So we're really excited about that. What that also means is that at the end of our blocks of films, we will have filmmakers present to do Q and A. So we'd love to have the audience there to engage with them hear about what the, what's going on. Uh, I, I'll usually ask the filmmakers a couple questions on my own and then open up to the audience uh, who just obviously just saw the film and they can ask questions and, you know, for, and from anything. What were they thinking when they did this? How, how did they get that made? How did you pull that shot off? Um, so we are very excited about that part, um, but because uh, we have not had many filmmakers present, uh, and because they're from all over the world, we have not done an in-person award ceremony, but we do have awards for uh, for best uh, feature film, best feature documentary, uh, feature narrative, feature documentary, uh, short narrative, short documentary, uh, and student film. And then we have a best of fest, the, the film that we find to, to be the best the best piece of content uh, from the entire festival, regardless of length. Wow. So now for something that gets the best of award, what are you guys looking for? What makes a film the best? That's a, that, that's a great question. And, 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 you know, I think if you were to ask each member of our team, there'd be a different opinion yeah. on it. Uh, I mean, I think, I think obviously, the, the, the easy and sort of trite answer is to say we're looking for good, a good story, something that we, you know, think is just well told. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's sort of the, the baseline. The you know, baseline's got to be just a really good story. Uh, and then we're looking for something that, you know, for me, I'm looking always for something that's kind of challenging. Uh, something that is is uh, is bold, and if it's either, either it's in either the story it's presenting or bold in the way that it's delivered uh, and how they they go about making it. So um, yeah, it, it's something that just, that that feels different or just feels uh, you know the, the the craftsmanship of it just feels at the uh, at the uppermost echelon. So something in something in that area, it's hard to say what one thing it is because it, it can it can really kind of vary you know per year and based on the films that we have. And that's how you guys will pick the best of winner. But now, how did you guys go about? Picking the films that are going to be showcased. Yes. So, uh, so for filmmakers who are listening, we open we'll open submissions probably in April or May via Film Freeway, which is a, a free website for filmmakers. They can upload their films and then submit to festivals across the world. But we're on that platform. Uh, so we opened up those submissions, you know, last year, uh, I think in May, and we keep them open about three months. And over those three months, uh, we receive you know, between 250 to 500 films a year. Yes, yeah, you know, we have to get to. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm some sorry. Days, some some days right. it depends. Uh, You're right. I get to. Some days I have to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we we, we we go we comb through that content and uh, and actually you know, sometimes the hardest part because in sometime in like September or so 
uh, the, the the group of us will get together having after to watch this after having all watched the films and and put our notes in. Uh, we'll get together, and some films are easy. Some films are like absolutely that's hands down. We're gonna play that film. We, love, we all love it. We're playing it. Uh, and then you know, there's, there's, there's we get to, we get to have fights about what we think you know, should be there, what, what shouldn't <laughs> be there. Because at the end of the day, we only have you know a, a you know really two day festival. We have, we have an opening night, Friday night block of films. It's just really just for like an hour and a half, two hours worth of content. All content all day Saturday, content up until about 6 p.m. on Sunday. Um, so, you know, day, two, two days worth of content or so. Um, and so there's only so much time in those two days to play film. And we have, we receive far more content than we can possibly play. So uh, in, the, in that day, in, in late September, early October, we, we get to get together and just, and just kind of hash it out and then talk through, you know, those films that are on the fringes for some of us. Uh, and uh, it's just a, it's a debate. It comes down to... Sometimes it comes down to, you know, do we already have films like that? Uh, do we feel like with the, just based on content we've received, this is sort of a theme that we're kind of developing, and do we want to bring more films in like that, or do we feel like we have too many films like that, so we want to change it up a bit? Uh, so there's, there's no real uh, science to it. it. It is very much a conversation and a gut feel in terms of the group dynamic of, of making the final decisions. Um, but we do watch everything. I mean, all, all there's, there's, a, there's a five-person team, and, and so everything gets watched, you know, at least... Three, three to four times. No. Um, yeah, we, we, we want to make sure that we will give you every every film a fair shot. You know, every every film can be seen and, and can be discussed amongst several several members of the of the team, and to make sure that you know. If one person really didn't like it, but someone else loved it, this happens. I can't tell you how many, how many times it happens. But one of us loves something, and someone else is really not that into it. And so we have this very, obviously, this skewed dynamic. We need a third or fourth person mm. to come in and watch it and go, okay, where do, where do I land? Is one of you just too high on it? Is one of you just too low on it? And, you know, create, create a better a better balance. Because otherwise your average gets weird. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so that's, that's part of, it's just part of the, the, the process. And, and Really, I, almost every film is a little bit different in terms of how it gets treated. Uh, but they all get watched. They all get watched many times, and then we discuss every single film. Uh, and, that, and that you know that day in late September, early October, before we make uh, official announcements. So it is it is a long process. But I mean, we wouldn't do it if we didn't really have just a thoroughly good time uh, watching it. And, and very, 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 very rarely do we get a film that we just don't like just don't like we don't like saying no to anybody it's it's, it's reality of the, of the of the process of having to say no to people and too many people because again there's only so much time um but we're often just super excited to watch anybody's film uh and it is it is hard to say no to people um uh, because there's a lot of really good stuff that we don't end up playing but we play the stuff that we think uh we like the most we think also will play best to our audience um, and we'll fit sort of in what, and, and the overall sort of structure of, of content that we are sort of seeing from what's been submitted to us. Well, again, I have the privilege of chatting with it. Tim Driscoll. He's a film producer with the Jacksonville Film Festival. And Tim, what are you hoping the audience walks away with after coming to the film festival? You know, I, I really want people to leave inspired. I mean, I mm-hmm. certainly, I, I want a lot of our local filmmakers to come out and see, see stuff and, and see stuff that, you know, is, is speaking to, you know, programmers like myself, uh, and I hope they'll go out and want to make, tell their own stories. Uh, and I'm hoping that the, the non-filmmakers, uh, whether they're artists or just uh, people who, 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 don't, who just practice art as a, as a hobby or, as, or, or amateurs, they go out and just be excited to either, either try something or to see people differently. Um, you know, and, and hopefully in a more positive manner, I some people leaving being inspired uh, to treat people better. Um, but that's yeah, that's really I'm, I'm looking for people to be inspired in, in some form, whether it's through through art uh, or through through humanitarian efforts. Uh, I want people to 
to leave hopeful and excited about uh, the, the, the world we live in and how we can make it better. Well, Tim, we're super excited and looking forward to the Jacksonville Film Festival. Um, that's happening today and tomorrow. We can find out more by Googling Jacksonville Film Festival 2022. Tim, thank you so much for your time and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what great stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Bright Whitaker. She's the Director of Communications and Outreach with LifeSouth Blood Center. Bright, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Colby. Now, give me a rundown on what LifeSouth Blood is all about. So, LifeSouth Community Blood Centers is a nonprofit um, blood center, and we collect blood from volunteer blood donors in the Jacksonville area, and uh, we provide blood to our hospital partners, which is all of Baptist Health, um, Wolfson's Children, U.S. Health, Memorial, and Orange Park Medical Center to help treat patients that need blood transfusion. Okay, so that's a lot of places. So what kind of need does that look like? So it's an everyday need. Mm. Um, Blood donors are needed every day to make sure that blood is available when it's needed. Um, One thing that people don't realize, that it's really the blood that is available immediately that helps patients, especially when there's a trauma an accident or um, just an unexpected medical emergency. So we really need seven days a week donors to come in and donate blood. So that's one of my questions. What kind of people are you supplying blood to? Like you said the locations, but who needs it? Uh, People who are uh, involved in accidents, traumas, cancer patients, uh, burn victims, there's uh, uh, many reasons that somebody would need blood if they're entering the hospital. And blood is not manufactured. Blood is a, a gift one human can give to another. Mm. So the only way to make sure that hospitals have what's needed is to have people come in and volunteer to donate blood. And tell me what kind of impact one person can make when giving blood. Sure. Uh, One person can actually save three lives with their blood donation um, because we're able to use their red blood cells, their plasma, and their platelets. And does blood have a shelf life? Yes. Blood has a shelf life, and that's also why it's important um, to come in and give to help replenish. Um, It's not something that can, you know, just be stored away forever. Um, And so that's why, you know, really, and and especially this time in our, you know, what we're going through with COVID, um, blood donors have, it's dropped off 
And so we need people to who are healthy to come in and donate blood. And why, put it into perspective, why blood donations have dropped off so much over the past two years? So um, with COVID, people, you know, aren't able necessarily to come in either if they're ill. Um, we've had blood drives cancel. Um, we've had staffing issues like everybody has had. So um, we've seen a decline. Actually, there's a national blood shortage right now. So not only us, but blood centers across the country have experienced this. And um, it's, it's really been a struggle, you know, to keep up with the need. Um, but people have been really great and have come in. And um, we just need to keep that up and keep it going um, as we get through this pandemic. And, Bright, you said that there's, I, I think the article I read, it said we are in our first ever national blood crisis. Mm-hmm. And you just confirmed mm-hmm. that. What does that mean for us? So that means that there's a significant drop in donations. Um, we've been pretty lucky um, to be able to keep up with that and to be able to supply our hospitals. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to know how long this is going to continue. And so, you know, it's really important that people know, I think they take it for granted also that somebody else will give. Mm. Um, and sometimes it doesn't hit home until you think about a family member a friend or a neighbor who has needed a blood transfusion. And when you think about that and and that they've received blood, that means somebody has given blood. Mm. And you said one person giving blood can save three lives. So how often can we give blood? So um, you can give blood every, we can give a whole blood donation um, every 56 days. Uh, We can give a platelet donation every seven days and we can give a plasma donation every 30 days. And with Life South, where can we start donating? Okay, so we have blood mobiles out and about every day, seven days a week. You can find blood drives near you at lifesouth.org. We also have three convenient locations in the Jacksonville area. Uh, we have a blood center on Bay Meadows Way. We also have one in Fleming Island and Julington Creek. And I think a lot of us, I hate to say it, but we don't want to do something if there's nothing in it for us. So when we <laughs> donate blood, what's in it for us? So blood donors receive a special recognition gift. We also say thank you um, by providing a $10 e-gift card to donors. Yes, and it's it's great. It's healthy for us to donate. It's good for yes, our bodies. Absolutely. absolutely. And now tell me, again, sometimes we don't want to do something because it takes too long, <laughs> but what's the reality of, behind giving blood? How long does that process take? Giving blood um, takes, you know, from start to finish, less than an hour. Mm-hmm. It's a very safe process, especially I think people want to know that um, as we are in the middle of a pandemic, that it is safe to come in and donate blood, that we adhere to all the safety protocols, you know, on every federal, state and local level. Um, So there's really no reason to hesitate. And uh, we make it as pleasant as possible. Um, I think it's great. Uh, a great experience for anyone. Our staff is very friendly. Um, we take care of you, give you snacks, drinks, cookies. Um, 
and hopefully, you know, a good feeling that you've saved a life. Mm. There's some talk going around. Are we able to donate if we've been vaccinated? And are we also able to donate if we haven't been vaccinated? Yes. So um, you can donate um, if you've been vaccinated. There is no wait period. Um, that includes all of the vaccinations and booster. And then if you haven't been vaccinated, you can donate as well. And if we want to help, how are we able to host our own blood drive? Yeah, you can um, reach out to us through our website. Um, and there's a section on our website about hosting blood drives. Um, so I would encourage anyone to check that out. If you have, you know, your church, business, organization, I'm willing to host a blood drive. It's a, also a wonderful experience for everyone involved. Um, we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of the legwork, um, and we make it as easy for you as possible. Um, we just, you know, give us the location and your support, and we'll be there. And y'all are a local organization. So, how does a lack of blood affect our community? So, if you know, if 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 there is a lack of blood. Um, it would affect patient care and hospitals. Uh, we saw this through COVID um, where elective surgeries would have to be rescheduled or canceled if, if the blood isn't there. Um, we've been really fortunate lifestyles um, to not be in that situation, um, but we've only been able to do that because of our generous blood donors. And aside from hosting a blood drive, what else can we do to help get this news out there and to help others? Um, you know, follow us on social media and you'll know what's going on. Um, encourage your friends and family to give blood and make it a, a group, you know, decision to come in and give together. Um, you know, the more we can do to spread the word and to let people know about it, uh, the better. Most people don't donate because they, they feel like they haven't been asked or they really don't know the impact of a blood donation. Um, so it's on, you know, it's on all of us to help to help get that out there. And what are you guys in need of most? Blood, plasma, plate, platelets? Right. So um, we are always in need of platelet donors, um, and we're in need of all types of blood um, donors right now especially type O. Um, type O negative in particular is the universal blood type. So that blood can be given to anybody, um, which is important in terms of like traumas where someone comes in and there just isn't time to blood type them. Mm. So they will be given O negative blood. So O negative blood is always in need. And then you said there's um, blood, blood donations happening all the time or rather mm -hmm. available so how can we find out where the next uh, donation spot may be or where y'all are located? So if you go to our website, which is lifesouth.org, you'll see a Donate Now button. And you click that and you'll go to a search feature. So you can look up blood drives by zip code, city, uh, or organization. Um, that will show you where, where blood drives are uh, throughout you know, the upcoming months even. Uh, the great thing, too, there is that you can make an appointment to donate. So if you walk in, they're welcome. But if you'd like to make an appointment to donate, um, that's, that's wonderful as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, um, Bright, for all you're doing for us in our community. Thank you, Colby. Appreciate this. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. 
Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. what you do and who you do it for. And that's easy when you work at American Electrical Contracting. They're always looking for new ways to invest in their employees. This year alone, they've increased employee benefits by 25%, doubled their life insurance policy, and added an extra scheduled holiday. Plus, they offer tuition assistance for higher education. American Electrical Contracting focuses on excellence and professionalism. Pursue excellence personally and professionally at American Electrical Contracting. Hiring now. Call 737-7770. Visit american electrical.com. Are you wasting money on a timeshare you rarely use? Cancel it with Titan Exit Group. Get a free consultation and see how they can stop the never-ending maintenance fees and mortgage payments. In fact, if your timeshare contract is not terminated, you owe nothing, so you have nothing to lose. But those monthly fees get legally released from your timeshare, 100% guaranteed. Call now for your free consultation at 800-200-0894. 800-200-0894. Calling all coffee lovers. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Don't worry, you're not dreaming because when we say unlimited, we mean unlimited. Unlimited boosts all day long. Unlimited smells of your favorite aroma. Unlimited sips of premium hot and iced coffees. Sign up on our app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Plus tax, first free month limited time offer. Restrictions apply. For complete details, visit www.paneraandbread.com slash unlimited sip club. Doctors Without Borders teams confront hard facts in conflict and crisis zones. When others look away, we step in to act. Because measles still kills more than 100,000 children every year. We're there to vaccinate more than 1 million. Because some countries have only one or two mental health professionals. We provided over 400,000 mental health consultations last year. The fact is, your support makes our life-saving work possible. Picture the impact we can have together. DoctorsWithoutBorders.org Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood, it's so special because we get to hear all about what's happening in our neighborhood, in our community, 
right outside of our backyard. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with, it's Amanda Napolitano. She's the executive director for the Donna Foundation. I'm so excited. I can hardly catch my breath, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) I'm super excited to be with you, Colby. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I love chatting with you. Give me a rundown on what the Donna Foundation is all about. So the Donna Foundation really exists to lift people from a place Mm -hmm. of fear when they're going through breast cancer, if they've been touched by breast cancer, and putting them in a place of love, right? That's that's fundamentally what we're all about. Um, We do that in three ways. We do that through our Donna Caroline program, which helps families who are living with breast cancer um, meet the financial their financial critical needs. Mm-hmm. So obviously, a cancer diagnosis can come with a with a with a high bill, and for for many many people, that means literally having to choose between putting food on the table and getting the treatment that they need. So the Donna Care Line exists to help those families navigate those complex waters and find sources of debt relief and um, and even pay some bills. So that, that's one way we do this. Uh, the other is for Hopeful Tomorrow. Uh, we fund groundbreaking breast cancer research, mm-hmm. and so it's important to us to fund things that, that hopefully will mean we won't have to deal with this in the future. And then, And then lastly... But very importantly, is all about this whole lifting people out of fear. And, and we do this through our survivorship education and awareness programs um, so that we can teach people about not only the ins and outs of, of um, you know, dealing with breast cancer, but also just how to deal with it from, from an emotional state of, of choosing love over fear. And that's really where all of our signature race events come into play because there's just nothing better than to cross the finish line of a race, you know, hands lifted high, showing all that love and, and, and just living and surviving. And so it's, that is- it's great to be educated about this year round, but you just hit on it, Amanda, the races. When is the next the one? <laughs> so the 15th anniversary wow. will be the 15th anniversary. I can't believe it. That's beautiful. Of the national marathon. Yep. Of the national marathon to finish breast cancer returns in person in person on Sunday, February the 6th, 2022. So coming up very soon. All right. Emphasize on the in-person for me, Amanda. Yeah. So last year, you know, was a struggle bus for all of us, right? So, um, you know, because of course the health and well-being of this community with the people we serve and, and just all of us, um, we opted to go completely virtual last year. So for our 2021 race, our 14th anniversary, um, uh, everything was virtual. So we had thousands of runners all over the world running from their own neighborhoods. We called it Everywhere Together. And so on the weekend of Donna Marathon weekend, all of us rolled out of our front doors and continued to run to finish breast cancer. It, it, but we simply were not together. And mm-hmm. there's something to be said about coming together and and being with one another that I think is so powerful. Yeah. Um, so I could not be more thrilled to um, to be bringing back uh, live in person events for the whole weekend. Really. Um, now I will say this: um, from the beginning, this event has been what I call hybrid. So for anyone, for any reason, if it doesn't make good sense for you to come out, you know, that's fine. We have our virtual options that are still there for you. But, um, but no, I'm, I could not be more excited to, to celebrate this milestone in person. Oh, and, and we're, we're excited with you. So tell me what to <laughs> expect. I'm so stoked because I missed it last year. Tell us what to expect as people that call Jacksonville home. 
Like, why is this so important to us, Amanda? Well, you know, it's, it's a whole weekend full of celebrating survivorship, mm-hmm. right? So we'll kick, we'll, and it's, it's, you know, not only in our neighborhoods out here at the beaches, but, but also in downtown because we've got some fun, exciting um, changes uh, with this year's event. If, if anyone can remember back in 2020, the last time we did this. Um, but we're going to have our two-day health and wellness expo downtown out of the fairgrounds, and that's going to be on Friday and Saturday. This is a free, super fun event um, open to the public, so please come out and check it out. We have lots of, of great you know, shopping to be done, um, Donna Foundation merchandise. You can get registered if you haven't already. Um, and just super fun sort of expo experience. I, I call it the, the River Run Meets the the um the um southern women's show right oh, i like that <laughs> so like, you know what i mean like there's a lot of there's a lot of running stuff yes but there's also just a lot of stuff you know for for uh you know just just shopaholics and and um um you know certainly a lot of of organizations that are educating us about breast health and our health in general it's mm-hmm. just a really great show um and then on saturday we are going to have our 5K, and that's presented by Equitable Advisors. And then we're introducing a new, this is super fun, Colby, <laughs> a new a- anniversary 15K relay. Oh, okay. So, uh, I like yep. relays. I like teams because I can't do a 15K by myself. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that's the idea. So um, FI- FIS is our presenting sponsor of that one. And I, I love it because it is loops of the 5K. It's, it's a three-person team relay style and each person does the loop of the 5k so um so everything starts and finishes right out the front doors of the fairgrounds where the expo is so lots of energy around those relay exchanges you're not standing off by yourself down the road three miles you're standing in the start finish line oh i love that so yeah, so, so it's, it's, I almost envision it like a time trial. You know, you're watching everybody come yeah. in and, and, and transition, and, and everybody's there sort of to witness, you know, the, the fun of that finish line. So we'll see who the fastest three-person team is here in Jacksonville. We still have the typical marathon, correct? Like that yep. mileage going yep. on? Okay, tell me a little bit about yep. that route, Amanda. Yep. So the marathon and the half marathon will happen on Sunday out at the beach. And if you'll recall, in 2020, our, the start finish was in the Beaches Town Center. We have shifted south. Um, the start finish will be out of Seawalk Pavilion and Latham Plaza in Jacksonville Beach, uh, giving us a lot more room to spread out. You know, we, we're still living in a pandemic, so we need the space. And um, and so it, it the result though is a beautiful figure eight marathon course. So both the full and the half marathon will start running north. Um, so from Jacksonville Beach through Neptune Beach up into Atlantic Beach, sort of hugging Beach Avenue up, um, crossing over at 20th up Seminole around Ocean Walk, back down, you know, across over uh, into Selva Marina and through those neighborhoods and then back down um, Ocean Boulevard to um, back through the Beaches Town Center mm. and into the finish line for the half and, and in and in Seawalk Pavilion in the center of Jacksonville Beach. And then the marathon will take a turn and go around and they will continue south for uh, sort of the, the southern end of our of our course down into Ponte Vedra 
and do a loop into the neighborhood down in, in Ponte Vedra, and then they will come back into the Seawalk Pavilion to finish the marathon. And the, ta- the Donna team has purposely put the route in neighborhoods so we can be involved. That's right. That's right. I mean, hands down, the most, you know, love we get from the people that come talking about the, the people of Jacksonville. Um, of how amazing the communities are, not only out on the course. That's so important that you're out there, you know, you're waving flags, you're ringing cowbells, you've, you've got the pom-poms. But, but not only that, they talk about how wonderful we are in the restaurant and when they are getting gassed. I mean, you know, they, they talk just about how friendly everyone is here and how welcoming we are. And I'm so proud of that. Like that, like my mama peacock feathers just, just you know, kind of flare out when <laughs> yeah. I hear that. <laughs> Because I'm proud to live here. I think, I think it's yeah. pretty awesome, too. Um, no, but there is a great – if you are – if you live in the neighborhoods of the beaches and, and you know that the Donna course is coming through your neck of the woods, there's a great spot on our website. Um, it is it is um, under our race weekend um, information from breastcancermarathon.com, and there's a, there's a page called Spectator Information. And so we've made it really easy for you to kind of look, okay, where do I live? You know, if I live in, um, you know, Atlantic Beach uh, in Ocean Walk, for example, I can look up here, okay, that's miles five through six. So I can expect runners between 7.56 a.m. and 9.06 a.m. So you know when to go stand on oh. your lawn and wait for people to come by. Yeah. Is that new? Yeah. So the runner, the runner timeline is here. You know, it's not new. I just, I don't know that I've ever talked about it with you. I, did, I so just thought. stood at my, on my porch yeah. just waiting. So this is so helpful. <laughs> right? I know. Um, so, um, so yeah, go and check out when, when the runners are going to be coming through your part of the neighborhood and, and cheer them on. And then when they, when they pass you, you know, pick up shop and, and go run to another location and cheer some more. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do for a marathon is just chase it. And again, I have the privilege of chatting with Amanda Napolitano. She's the executive director for the Donna Foundation. And Amanda, we've kind of hit on how this is just a time to celebrate our survivors. But I think a lot of us, we hear the word breast cancer and we cringe and we don't feel like we have anything to celebrate. Can you speak to that? Sure, sure. I mean, obviously, um, you know, receiving a diagnosis of breast cancer can, can, can be very shocking, right, for any of us. And, um, and so that's when really that fear takes hold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think that, 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 you know, sort of our mantra of love over fear is, is saying you shouldn't be fearful. Mm-hmm. I think it's acknowledging that you, you will be, right? And so how can we partner with you and, love you and teach you sort of that mindfulness of, you know, there's a choice that we all have every day. We can, we can wake up and choose to be incredibly afraid, or we can wake up and choose to, to, to see our blessings and, and to be mindful to, to push through those fears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, the same, I, you know, as it, all of us, I think, have learned a little bit of this lesson over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, with, with waking up in, in a pandemic, you know, it, it was, you know, it could be paralyzing at times. And, and I have to think that that's a little bit what it feels like to, to receive a, a diagnosis of breast cancer. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, 
It's, of course, taking Donna's experience. I mean, that's really where this, this came from. Donna Deegan, who is our, our visionary, our founder, um, you know, she has had breast cancer three times in her life. Yeah. And so, you know, the first time I, I think it was a, it was a journey of, of checking the box and getting it off her list and going through the treatments and, and being done with that, right? You know, just get that behind you. Um, but then when she was diagnosed for the second time, um, you know, she realized that she really needed to learn to figure out how to live with, with that, mm. you know, diagnosis. And in all of that, you know, focus and, and learnings, um, you know, I think she felt very, very led to, to give that back to the community to say, you know, this, this is what I've learned out of all of this. Let me share it with you. And before we get to a point where it's untreatable, how can we check but before it gets there? What do we need to do as sure. women? Yeah, you know, and men. Right? Yes, our yes. guys are not immune to this. Yeah, I it, forget. It, 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 yeah, men men can get breast mm. cancer too. Um, you know, I think I, I used the word mindfulness a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, be aware of your body. Um, we each of us knows our body better than anyone else. And if you feel like there is something wrong, you know, say something. Right? Don't ignore it. Don't don't feel like oh, that's just my mind train playing tricks on me. Right? You know, um, talk to your doctor. So, um, you know, do those do those breast checks in the shower. If you feel anything, you know, let let your doctor know. Um, make sure that you're going to your screening, um, your mammograms every single year. Um, you know, last couple of years in particular, I think some of us have gotten off of our rhythm. Um, because things were closed and changed and moved and, you know, things got, got sideways for a little bit there, right? But um, it is very important to keep up with those appointments. Um, because the really great news, Colby, is that, you know, people are living with breast cancer a, yeah. a whole lot better than they, than they once were. Um, you know, we're not done yet. We've, got, we've still got a lot of work to do that way. Um, but I think if we can, you know, really in sync with with our bodies and and catch things early certainly have a a much better chance of of survivorship from there yeah thankfully the donna foundation you guys don't just provide helpful input of how to and and what to do but you guys provide finances touch on that for me amanda sure yeah so so that really you know I mentioned Donna earlier, um, you know, at the heart of the Donna Foundation when it was first launched in 2003 was to help with the financial critical needs for families living with breast cancer. And it started just right here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now we have the Donna Care Line that serves people all over the country. Uh, we serve about 1,500 families a year and secure over half a million dollars in debt relief for those families. And so what that looks like in practicality, right, is, is okay, I've been diagnosed with breast cancer. I can't go to work. I'm not getting a paycheck. I can no longer pay my rent or I can no longer pay my utility bill. So I'm going to call the Donna Care Line, and the Donna Care Line is going to assign me someone. They're called case managers. They're going to assign this person to me that's going to hold my hand and really walk mm-hmm. me through the whole process of, you know, asking questions about, you know, well, have you called the utility company to see if they have, you know, a a deferral program? Have you talked to your provider about, you know, some reduction in your fees? I mean, there's there's a bunch of programs out there. It's just 
normal people don't know that they exist and yeah. our team, they're experts at that. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to first try to connect you with as many resources as they possibly can to, to, to offset what you're having to pay out of pocket. Wow. And then, you know, if, if you qualify, um, and there are some qualifying criteria, um, you know, if you need to have your rent paid or the utility bill paid, um, there are some small grants that, that we issue for those purposes. So again, you know, the idea is that financial stress, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, financial stress is just awful. And if you're trying to heal from, you know, treatment and, and breast cancer at the same time, it just is just, it's a lot. And so we're really trying to step in and, and, um, and lift that burden off of families so that they can focus on getting better. Mm. And you guys are amazing at, at that, but so is a community with providing these finances to help. So now tell me a little bit about the Weaver Challenge that's helping yeah. make that happen. Yes. So in addition to celebrating, you know, raise hands across finish lines and, and everyone registering and participating in our events, this time of year is also very important to the Donna Foundation with our fundraising campaign. Um, and the Weaver Challenge is a matching gift challenge uh, that the Weaver Family Foundation has issued to us that uh, when we raise $300,000, they will match $50,000. So we are on a mission to reach that milestone, and we are super excited to say that that we are beyond the halfway point. Yes. So as, yeah. That's awesome. So as of right now, yeah, so stoked. So as of right now, we are at about $160,000 raised. Mm. And so we're pushing through the other side of, of, um, of our goal. We, we were joking in the office the other day and, and actually put this into an, an email out to everyone. Um, uh, there's this point in the marathon, typically around mile 20, where it just gets really tough. And, and so on the marathon course, we put up this sign in this part of the course, and it says, you've freaking got this. Yes! Big giant sign. Big giant sign. And so I feel like that's where we are right now with fundraising, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 you've, you've asked your friends and family and people have donated or whatever, and you sort of start to slow and things get a little more challenging. Um, so, so we've kind of put this message out, guys, we've freaking got this. <laughs> Let's do it. Come together. Um, you know, we're asking everybody raise $15 for our 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Give $15 for our 15th anniversary. If our whole neighborhood did that, we'd be to our goal tomorrow. Wow. 15, that's, I mean, seriously, so think easy. about that. 15, it's, it's so easy. Mm. It's so easy. So it's just a matter of, of deciding you're going to do it. So, um, you know, on our website, breastcancermarathon.com, there's a giant easy button on the homepage that says fundraise. <laughs> just click that and, and you can either set up your own fundraiser or donate to someone else. Fifteen dollars, all I'm asking for the fifteenth anniversary, and for the fifteenth anniversary. Yep, Amanda, how can we as neighbors? We've already told people we've already donated as much as we can. Now, what else do we need during this Think Pink, or do you guys need during this Think Pink time? I think you know, come out and cheer everyone mm-hmm. on. Um, if you have, if if you want to come and participate, it's not too late. Registration is open and will remain open until Saturday afternoon of race weekend. So that would be Saturday, February the fifth. 
uh, online registration will close because you have to get down to the expo to get your bib. Um, but if you're not a runner, you know, absolutely pick up a cowbell and, and come out to the course and cheer everyone on. Um, we are still um, recruiting volunteers. Oh. So volunteerism has been another thing that, that has been challenging, um, you know, as we sort of come out of of this, you know, lockdown mode of, of the pandemic. So uh, we definitely have volunteer positions open um, at the expo, out on the course. So that's another way to get involved and to support the Donna Foundation for this really important mm-hmm. weekend for us and, Amanda, and for the community. I, I think we needed it. Exactly. We, <laughs> we really do. So, Amanda, tell us, because I love your energy with this, because your heart is so on fire for all that the Donna Foundation is. What are you most excited about specifically? Oh, my gosh. You make me cry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to stand in the finish line and watch everybody cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, because every single person that crosses the finish line has an amazing story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and it may or may not have to do with breast cancer at all. Wow. But, you know, just the process of, of you know, training and getting out there and, and, and enjoying life and enjoying mm-hmm. our beautiful beaches and, you know, processing whatever it is you have to process. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just, it's spiritual it, and it's, and people are glowing. I mean, they're, they're literally glowing when they cross that finish line and I have so missed it. So I cannot wait to, to stand there with my dumb unicorn hat on that I love <laughs> <laughs> and, and just watch, watch everybody enjoy life. We will look for that. And Amanda, one last thing. How can we day to day live a life with love over fear? It's a choice. It really is a choice. And for me, it's an everyday choice. Mm -hmm. Every day I wake up and make an intentional choice to choose love and not fear. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. Yeah. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for choosing that individually, but then also helping us as a community choose that. And thank you for just being such an amazing neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you so much, Colby. Right back at you. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Thank you.